right now with Bob and Ray. <laughs> it's a power effect you're employing today, Kevin. I like it very much. Welcome, fellow humans, to another program of Last Day with Bob and Ray. Before... Just a moment. When will they finish, friends? The noise in the background is by Ken and Bill. <laughs> Kenneth and William. Before we say anything, well, I want to... No, that's, that's later, Bill. That's I want to uh, publicly thank Stella Bodak for her kindness. I want to thank her. I want to thank her. I want to thank her, too. Very I, want, I must explain everyone listening in what Stella Bodak does and has done for us on several occasions. She has made us what we are today. Stella Bodak is one of the more, most talented, I should say, uh, uh, artists that I have ever had the pleasure of knowing. And, Bob, I look at you as I say that. And uh, Stella does her, I mean, just... As, as my good friend you Smith would say, flattery will get you nowhere. She, uh, she is outstanding. And what she's done is this, friends. She's, she's bought four ties. Four red ties. Red, red, red wool. Red wool ties. And she's painted on them the likenesses of uh, Ken, Bill, Bob, and myself on the separate ties. Uh, the kids were all wearing red underwear. <laughs> and it was very cute and wonderful. Even the facial... Uh, uh, the facial was baggy around the knees there, though. I noticed. I You're having <laughs> trap door trouble with yours. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, in addition to this, this wonderful Christmas present for all of us, Stella has sent along the most remarkable portfolio... Christmas card, the biggest uh, Christmas biggest card I've ever seen. We get the biggest mail of anybody Did in the you state. You notice the Andy McCassis in Mary Margaret Magoon's room? Yes, yes. yes. that's right. Andy McCassis is something He's you always for Christmas. always use when you're invaded by McCassis. I, I always employ Andy McCassis. Here he is, Andy McCassis. It's Andy McCassis, his drums and orchestra. But we do want to thank uh, Stella Bodak very much. Uh, I, I think that this was wonderful. I think she outdone herself. If I was only talented in some way, I would repay her. But I can't even ice skate. Well, you're not. You're not talented. If I could ice skate, I could do figures. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to uh, show my appreciation. I'd like to show our appreciation appreciation. somehow to her. What? uh, I'd like to show our appreciation to her somehow. How's that? How can we do it? I don't know. Do you think we could... Is there any possible way we could, Bob? Well, I don't know. Let's, Let's think that over. Maybe we could give her a belated Christmas present. Because she really deserves it for this fine work that she did. Wonderful. Would you hold that up for the cameras to see, Bill? So everybody Inside a she has a dress to Santa Claus. We're all over the place. We're in Africa. Amazing. It's terrific. Well, now then, I think I'd like to sing, friends. I've had thousands of requests. And uh, as you know, that's and my it's note. due today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. Anything, Ken? I thought I recognized a few of your lessons. 
played by the the great orchestra that was supporting her. I think it was the orchestra of uh, Common Cavalero. Kenneth Wilson's greatest contribution to records was his recording of Down Where the Wurzenberger Flow. I know all you still restricted. All you folks who uh, all you folks who only half hate Ken Wilson, you can really hate him now when I tell you that he also participated in the writing of the WHDH jingle. Right, he was there when they were made, and Ken. And he's on them, right? Yeah. And he, uh, he's playing the organ on so many of those grand things. W-H-T-H, your father's mustache. W-H-T-H. That was Ken who did that, friends. <clears throat> Ken wrote it and dreamt it up, and I think that he's one. It was a bad dream, too. Well, that's all beside the point, Bob. I think you're right, Ray, because it's time for a commercial. Okay, well, uh, leave us listen. Is it the right one? Do I have to tune my ukulele? No, I don't. Chesterfield had it by women and men. Chesterfield over and over again. Milder, much milder, a smoker degree. Always by Chesterfield, a good day. I like I like those quartets very much. I think they're wonderful. Bob, why don't you and I, so long as we have big wheels in this industry, yeah. why don't we do... Why you're don't right we, there, certainly. You're, you're completely right. Why don't this we, is an industry. Why don't we introduce the cornets to Arthur Godfrey? Do you think we could get him on, on television? Maybe he could do something for them. Okay. Because uh, as I understand it, and as I tune in my radio at night, he's on every station all night. There he works with, pretty hard. Uh, it would be that I have that impression that he goes on here at about 7 in the evening on every station in America, <laughs> and he's on <laughs> about <laughs> midnight. No, you, you're wrong and on that. back in the morning, too, on all stations. You're, you're wrong on that. I'm, I'm not on that much of the time, but where are these girls you're going to introduce me to? I'd like to present them to you now, the lovely cordettes, Patty, Maxine, and Laverne, and Costello. Those you four girls. Hello there, girls. Hi. Hello, hello. I'm the spokeswoman. Who's the baritone in this group? Me. And, uh, how, how I'm the good-looking one, too, hey. How did you girls happen to get together? We're in the same family. The sisters. How long have you been singing together? Well, ever since we learned what music was... Back in them a good old school page. It's certainly beautiful music. You like them? Good, thanks a lot. Wonderful song. I think I'll tune my ukulele. Well, we don't employ any musical instruments. We like to think our voices are like chimes. And, uh, something like that. And, uh... That's the soprano speaking now. No, I'm a baritone. And, uh, I'd like to, uh... Why don't you sing your song over again? Okay, girls, come on up here and help help us. Have you got the right key there? Okay. Chesterfield satisfied women and men. Chesterfield over and over again. Milder, much milder, a smoker's degree. Always by Chesterfield, a good day. Howdy, Ray. Howdy, Bob, Kim, Bill, Charlie, Al. What's new, boy? Oh, I'm kind of, kind of down in the dumps today. What you doing over there? Had a flat tire last night, and I was looking for another one. I see. Did you find anything in your size? Haven't had much. Haven't <laughs> had much luck yet, Ray. And you know, this this ice capade show is coming into town. I'm trying to work the boys in there somewhere. Oh, I don't think... Tex, I don't mean to hurt your feelings or anything, but I don't think that uh, your type of entertainment... We play all kinds of music. I think we could fit in very well. Can you skate? Well, oh, yes, no. I've seen you several nights late, certainly. Yeah. We, we skated a little bit, Ray, but not too much, actually. Your ankles turn, I presume. Have weak ankles. Uh-huh. And uh, that weakness, I might add, has crept up to around your head, Tex. Yes, but anyway, we do have a lot of fun down there. Mm-hmm. 
Tell me about Next it. Next week, we'll be in Bald Knob, Montana, for four big days and nights, Tuesday. You're planning on being in America for Christmas? We'll be here. Here, and we'll be celebrating with the good old-fashioned plum pudding. Oh, I see. You know, the traditional dinner, of course, is pork chops. So I've been told. Your cooking expert told me that yesterday. Miss McGoon said the traditional Christmas dinner in her neck of the woods was pork chops. And, uh, well, we're making adequate plans for this Yuletide season. Are you going up to Miss McGoon's for the season? We haven't been invited yet. We've been hoping we might be. Oh, I presume. I remember last year that she had open house. <laughs> That's right. And uh, I, I think possibly that she'll be back again. with her. Well, fine, fine. Good. Same kind of offer again this year. Good. Of course, I don't know. It's up to her, really. Maybe she'll show up later, Tex. We'll find out. We can ask her. Well, that'll be mighty good. I'd like to hear some music right now, Ray. Thanks a lot. Thanks for some nice Wait till I tune my ukulele. <laughs> Go ahead, man.
which one of the two wins the match, or maybe it's a draw. I see. Well, I think that's real good. Now, analyze that. Well, of course, it's very apparent that you're being troubled by bill collectors. (laughs) I mean, uh, I can see right away that you're concerned over your financial status in this world as we know it now. I see. I, uh, I so far, you're not right. I suggest, uh, did you ever have a dream where several people were chasing you, and you kept yes. running, and they kept gaining and gaining on you, and you tried to... But I don't have to be asleep. As I remember, <laughs> in those dreams, now let me see if I have this right, you're running with with snowshoes on, and they're on horseback. That's right. I see. And they do catch you, and you hide behind they them. They always catch me, yeah. And then you jump into a ditch. That's right. I That's right, I don't know what. You're I right. did. Take him away, officer. Hey, he's confessed. Hey, hey, you know, you're not... And now to the microphone comes Dr. Ordway. Hey, Tell us how he solved this hey, uh, mystery. What? It's all very simple. I was making my way to my Baker Street lodgings one night. With a thick piece of fog. And what, I, Tommy? I said, I'm lying fog. fog. <laughs> well, fog, my assistant, was standing by my side. There was a crackling fire on the hearth as I climbed the steps to my Baker Street lodgings. I came up on my horse, I remember that, Mike. Uh, Fog opened the door and said... Oh, I'm here, sir. Right, Fog, I'll come in. I got your wire. Thick pea soup outside, Fog. Very foggy. Ah, it's good to get beside this crackling fire here. Oh, yeah. It's rather warm. I got your wire, Captain. Well, I'm Ordway is the name. Uh, doctor? Lyle Ordway. I'm Lyle Fogg. Right, oh. Where's your Lyle? We're two miles from home. Now, the next situation is who did the murder and why? I don't know. If we knew that, we'd have the case solved. I tell you, if I were you, I'd arrest Sidney Greenstreet. Is he the the one who did it? He always does it. Miss Spring Byington never has done anything. She's always so nice. Oh, I love. Oh, I think Spring Byington always always so nice. Oh, I think she's wonderful. She's always nice, Mama. That always understands Junior. So anyway, I went over to Spring Byington's place. Can I set the garage up on fire, Ma? Yes, <laughs> certainly, dear boy. I don't want you having any fears and frustrations when you grow up. Any harsh words for the daddy's car's in there. It's all right. <laughs> all right, son. Sure. Daddy won't be home until five o'clock anyway. Now go out and have a good time. Hey, Ma, I just broke a window in my ball. Oh, that's wonderful, dear. Did you find the baseball? Oh uh, yeah. Good. Well, that ain't all. I've had funny dreams, too, Bob. Let me analyze them for you. Always these hands are reaching out for my throat and squeezing them so tight. The veins stand out of my throat. I believe I can analyze that for you. Your collars are too tight. That's it. That's it. That's it. See, it's very simple to solve these things. It takes practically no brain. You've been having dreams lately. Why don't you put them on paper, send them along to us, and Bob and I'll giggle. Over them, and then we'll analyze them. Send along to Green Box 10. That's right. And we still have a few hearts content left. Very, <laughs> very few of them. If you still like a heart's content in time for the gay season, simply address a postcard to us here. Heart's content here at the station. They went fast. Boy, they, right. they were a sellout. So then we have some old hot flowers around, too, if you'd like any. I think Green has got all of them. Left. We have waxed flowers and waxed hearts. If you'd like some, we can send it out to you. But that's all over and done with, I'm sure. We, uh, have the music with us this afternoon. What about them, Bob? Are they still in business down in Norwood? Still, they did a very nice favor for a friend of mine yesterday. You know, if you can't find any, uh, RCA Victor 45 record player attachments, or if you can't find any of the things that go with them, the size of the records, like those little, uh, things you put in the middle, you know, some no. records and stuff. No, I don't. No, I mean... No, I don't know anything about well, it. Well, if you can't find that, the music note, spindles? Hmm? 
Can't hear you. Oh, they, they, they make the spindle fat. Is that, is that the one? Yeah. Well, they, they, you'll find everything to do with records out there at the music hook, and especially this uh, 45 RPM line. They're very happy to sell these things to you. I wouldn't believe that. <laughs> so what do they have, uh, these 45? They have 45 uh, RPM records to go with the Victor, what is it, 9YJ or something? Family friends, if you want to play a 78 or one of those 45s, you can. Sounds funny, too. Yeah, you'll laugh, and uh, a lot of people do that. They have more fun playing 78s, for instance. Uh, they like to get a Gene Autry record on there and play it at 78. It's a lot of fun. And uh, well, they get Ru Rudolph on there, get him going around there at 78. Great. Rudolph, the red Well, he would go here. slower on the 45. What's that? He'd go slow, yeah. You would almost say it blows. Because it brings out the imperfections in Autry's voice, which you don't hear otherwise. His his highs, friends, and his lows, uh, you, you can you can notice he's he's reaching for them. He has to climb up on horseback to get one or two notes. Oh, Gene Autry, rich baritone thing. Rudolph the Red. He's rich, Jenny. Well, I'll say he's rich. But we shouldn't be talking about him when we're talking about the music hook and, and RCA. No, precisely not. <laughs> Besides no. records, they have a complete photographic line out there. That's right. They have the famous Gladys Swat Out record too, and uh, Christmas. Like everyone's collection. Everyone wants, of course, a Gladys Swathout record in the house for Christmas. I know I do. It's a it's a little custom that Gladys Swathout's trying to get started. To have her records in everybody's homes or houses for Christmas. Gladys Swathout I saw one time when I was in New York. She was on the, I believe, the Andre Costellanos program, Bob. And she is very beautiful. Did you know that? Very lovely lady. Oh, yeah. boy. Beautiful, nice boy. I kept thinking that I'd like to be uh, cast opposite her in some opera. Is famous for God. You know the score? What? You know the score? Sure. Two to nothing. You're probably eight. I want the rose in the garden. Yes, you want the rose in the garden. You don't always agree with me. No, you didn't pluck a rose in the garden.
afraid. I just figured out, and I think I'll tell it to you. So why don't you, well, if you can't get down there... Raven records are as near to you right now as your nearest mailbox. It's the Music Nook. I don't know how to spell that, friend. G-O-O-K. Music Nook, 707 Washington Street in Norwood. Uh, you can send in and ask them to send something to you, and they'll be glad to do it. The 45s, cameras, records, everything. But just because we tell you, don't think they're not going to bid you. Oh, certainly they will. Sure. That's part of the deal. That's the way they like it, and we like well, it. Well, I was going to say something, and now I've forgotten it. Oh, I was talking this morning on the Miss <clears throat> Evans program to uh, a lovely uh, representative of the ice capade. Will you? And uh, she promises that it will be a real sturdily this she year. She took the skate out before she went into that studio because I just waxed it with beacon wax yesterday. She did. She put on slippers that we all saw. Incidentally, when we do wax the floors up here, Bob does it. And you do a swell job. I think I do. Well, it's easy with that. He puts up a little sign outside. Uh, please put on these. Uh, please pick up your slippers in supply room. They're, they're, they're what? Uh, shoe slippers. The type that window dressers use when they go in decorating windows. Oh, you walk around there. Nobody can hear you. You can't creep up on what people are out here. We, we feel like house detectives all the time. You can't hear us coming when we have on these shoe slippers. And I suggest that at home you employ the same method to keep your floors great, but you don't really have to with Beacon. But this we shouldn't be talking about anyway. There, there are another day. That's just something else. Well, Ken, all you've played is that well, what one What did you offer. to mention the ice capades for? What was she talking about? Oh, she was talking about... I asked her about having weak ankles. And I might, might mention that hers definitely were not. <laughs> but mine are, and whenever I put on skates, I always, I always bend out with Bob. They kind of bend away from me, as though they don't like me. And uh, I asked her what I could do to overcome that, because so many times during winter I love to get into my ice skates and go skating. And uh, she said that uh, she, uh, the only there's no such thing as weak, weak ankles, really. The only thing you need to do is to get out and skate. After the first hour or so, uh, they won't be weak anymore. And I, I, it didn't add up to me, so I tried it this morning. And I went over here to the swan pond, and I put on my skates, and I skated out. Then I looked at the thermometer and saw that it was 59 degrees. You knew you couldn't do that. And I knew that I was doing something that the scientific world would hold in a gasp. <laughs> I reached for the telephone, and I called Professor Sturdley at Harvard. He answered and said, Hello! Is this the wrong number? It certainly is. Thank you. I then came back to the studios, and I reported my findings to my superior. And he's given me KP for the weekend. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do, Bob. It's a dream I have. I see. How long have you known this woman? Uh, about three years. Uh-huh. Going on four years. And in all this time, she's never given you any money of any kind? Not a cent. I see. I've got to work all the time. I think you have a case against her. If you'll see me after the program, I can't give you legal advice here. I see. However, I'd be glad to help you as much as I can. After the program. Do you have any sisters? There's three. <laughs> All right. I won't give you their names. Now, another of our talent discoveries. In fact, two of them, three young kids on their way up, uh, who got their start right here in the original amateur hour. <laughs> Ken Wilson and Bill Green. <laughs>
come dance with me. Dick Leavitt, the organist. Say, you know, he's written some awfully pretty things. He also wrote, You Are a Dream, that has always affected me very deeply. Big song, too. No, no, it wasn't, as a matter of fact. It wasn't. I sold two copies, but it's a beautiful thing. I sold about two copies, I guess. I think that's very beautiful. Come dance with me. Too good. It's too good. For there was you. another song that, that, that was like, why is it now? A beautiful song will come along and nothing happens to it. Like music from beyond the moon, I thought was very it's beautiful. Good. But, uh, oh, Ken, now you're, you're holding me up for ridicule. That's what you're doing. It did all right, Ken. I, I, I don't think you should. But uh, why is that? I wish somebody would explain that to me. So many beautiful songs are written and nothing ever happens to them. The old train uh, sweeps the country. Now, why? I think you'd better call up Sigmund Space to find that. Answer. Well, that's the question that we'll hold over for the forum tomorrow. That's the question we'll open our program with tomorrow. What price music? Uh, the price is Bob, for coffee, and uh, I don't know what records are going for nowadays. I don't know. It used to be. Of course, I don't play the piano. Sheet music copy, has that gone up like everything else? It is. 60 or 70 cents now? I mean, for a song like How Times Have Changed, I can get 60 cents for a sheet music copy? You mean, uh, that's, well, no wonder I don't play the piano. What was the last piece you bought? Alice Benfold? No, I bought a beautiful copy of Alice Blue Gown with a picture of Donald Novus on the front. Now, I don't know how long ago that would be. You know, speaking of old pictures. A picture of Henry Burr looking down. You know, I was in a five and ten game yesterday. Listen, I was in a five and ten down. You know, I was in a five and ten game yesterday. Listen, I was in a five and ten.